Do you ever have to send money internationally? You don't have to use banks or PayPal. Sure, they'll get your money from A to B, but that transfer is going to cost you more than it should. Let me tell you about the new, smarter, and cheaper way to send money internationally. TransferWise. TransferWise was founded by two friends, Tabit and Christo, who were super frustrated by their bank's bad exchange rates and the high fees. They wondered, what if there's a way to bypass the banks altogether? So, seven years ago, they built TransferWise. Today, more than two million people use TransferWise. There are people sending money back home, businesses paying suppliers, freelancers getting paid, the list goes on. TransferWise has a clever new technology that gives you great exchange rates at a low fee. It will put extra money in your pocket for the more important things. Because no one ever said it's important that my bank gets some extra money. Test it out for free right now at transferwise.com slash podcast or download the app. Once again, that's transferwise slash podcast. Transferwise, the wise way to send money. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am talking to you today from a really quite shitty place. (laughs) Um, I'm sitting in my bed right now. I have managed to throw my back out. uh, And I guess I could go back into this podcast over the past year just to see how many podcasts I have recorded with a back thrown out. Um, Probably three episodes at the very least. So I know my pattern of, of throwing my back out. It's like every three or four months it happens. And it happened this morning and I'm just all day, I'm doing my very best to sit with what is and not try to be so overwhelmed and kind of stuck in my head of um, the story of how this sucks, which is which is basically the story that I start telling myself uh, every time this happens. And I had a kind of an, an interesting thing or an interesting mor- morning today, an interesting thing happened this morning. Uh, so every time I've recorded a podcast about back pain, it always comes along with some sort of epiphany or realization, uh, every single time I've never, you know, I've, I've never had this overwhelming, um, thing happen with my back that where it doesn't come along with something that's actually great. Uh, and I was thinking this morning, like, I wonder, I always wonder what is the universe trying to tell me when my back hurts. Like that's the first thing that I do. Whenever something crappy comes my way or whenever something challenging comes my way, I always read a ton into it. And from an emotional, spiritual, uh, you know, heart-centered, energetic standpoint, like what does this all mean? Uh, I I truly, really deeply believe that there's no such thing as just a random occurrence, but there is reason behind everything. And especially especially when crappy things happen, like it really means something. And I find that when I look into what's going on with my body, it usually tells a pretty good story of, or a really good reflection of what's happening in my inner world and what's happening uh, through the inner world, what's manifesting in my outside life. So today when this happened, I was uh, driving in the car. The first thing I did is I went to my chiropractor and I've had this feeling over the past I don't know, three weeks, maybe like it's about to happen. Uh, and it's just, it's just this feeling that I've had over the, yeah, almost an entire month where I've felt really stuck in my upper back. I felt um, a lot of tightness, a lot of tension. I've been, you know, doing extra gentle yoga. I've been really making an effort to go get body work and get massage. Uh, I had some cupping done not very long ago, um, some Reiki, some energy work. Uh, like all these things that I'm kind of doing because I can sense it coming, right? So when I sense the back pain arriving, uh, I have this little arsenal of tools that I immediately dive into. Okay, like it becomes like project, make sure I don't throw my back out. Because throwing my back out and I kind of 
Like I, I'm listening to that, just the term, like throwing your back out. Uh, it's a really odd term for what actually happens in my in my spine. And it's always the same place. It's always the same spot. It's a part of my spine that sits right, I mean, right behind my heart. So between my shoulder blades. Uh, and it's always very similar. So these past three weeks, I've been really, you know, it's the worst thing when it happens because it completely paralyzes me. It means I, I can't go to work. I can't write. I can't you know, I can't really function from a day to day. I can't carry the baby. Uh, you know, from this physical standpoint, I just become like kind of stuck on the couch or in bed, which for me is the worst thing. I absolutely despise it. Um, and from this emotional standpoint, it's so draining. Being in immense physical pain is just very, very, very tiring and very draining. Uh, and I, it comes along, at least for me, it comes along with this like little dose of depression of like, oh God, like why, why does this happen? And everything just kind of turns to total crap. At least that's the, the feeling. So the past weeks, uh, I've have been really dedicated to making sure that my back, you know, I'm taking extra good care of myself, all of these things. And then yesterday I had my first like really good feeling day. Like I've had some, it's just a little bit of pain, um, but I felt so good that I actually had like a practice yoga twice. Uh, and when I woke up this morning, I literally like I turned to Dennis, I was like, oh, I feel so great today. I'm so happy I feel so great today. Like I felt really spacious. It was the first day in weeks that I didn't wake up with this um, kind of immediate feeling of tension and tightness in my thoracic spine. So I tell him that, like, I feel so great. Oh, so great. Like I'm back on track, like, you know, kind of over the hump with this kind of uh, avoiding this back pain that's been creeping up. And then I asked him to go get the baby. She had a really rough night. She was, uh, I don't know, she was up maybe five times. She normally sleeps 12 or 13 hour nights and without waking up a single time uh, and she was up yeah maybe four or five times I think she's teething I hope she's teething uh, I don't see any new teeth but yeah I hope that it's it's that it has a really easy explanation and that there's nothing else than that um, but we were up a bunch and then I was up the last I asked him hey could you could you get her and I'll just stay in bed and kind of linger a little bit and then she comes in and she runs into the bedroom and she's so joyful and so happy. And she just sees me and her whole little body lights up and she runs over to the bed and lifts up her arms. And she's like, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. And I just lean over and I pick her up and snap. Like it just snaps. Uh, my upper back just, it just snaps. And it's so immediate and it just feels like it came out of nowhere. And it's not even an unusual way for me to pick her up. Like I do it sort of every morning and it wasn't even in a in a really bad stance or, or anything, you know. It's just I just picked up my baby, right? It was nothing, nothing bigger than that. And I'm like yelling at Dennis, "It's happening! It's happening! It's happened again!" And the shock that it kind of that it brings to my system, this because it is a snap, and it's sort of like all my nerves that run up and down my spine, like they're kind of. Um, lodged in the wrong place or like they're all being pinched at the same time. So I get this paralyzing feeling that extends all through my upper back, out into my arms, up into my neck, into my head. And I just know, you know, oh, it's happening now. Like I can't, I can't go back. But what my mind does is, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. And I start freaking out and I try thinking, okay, what can I do to reverse it? Can I like turn back time? Can I, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because it's just, it's so so, so crappy. It hurts so much. And I know I'm in it now for a while. Like this could take a couple of days and then it's over. It could be a week. Um, hopefully not longer than that, but I'm going to be pretty much out of commission or out of my normal pace um, for, for a while. 
and I'm just kind of lying there in bed like, oh my God, please, God, please, 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 please take it away. And of course, there's nothing I can do. It's already done. Like, that's just what it is. So uh, immediately, like, we have our little procedure that we do. Like, Dennis gets the magnesium lotion, which works really well. And we have this kind of liniment type, like, tiger balm, like, thing that cools it. Um, I always get different advice. Every body worker I meet tells me different things. But what I've collected throughout an entire lifetime of back pain um, is <laughs> the general consensus tends to be first 24 hours, ice it. Um, to keep inflammation at bay. So first ice, you cool it for the first 24 hours. Um, take ibuprofen to help with inflammation uh, if that's your thing. And then after the first 24 hours, it's wet heat. So either, you know, taking a bath or applying wet heat in some shape or form. Um, so yeah, so we have our thing and, you know, he's putting on the lotion and getting the ice pack and like propping me up with pillows. And I'm like, God, we, we do this literally three times or four times a year. And I feel like I'm a little too young and a little too healthy and a little too limber and also strong in my body um, for this to happen all the time. And I, I'm constantly, constantly looking for the reason why. And it's it's literally, it's been a lifelong, like a totally a lifelong journey of looking for the reason why. Because I've had pain, I have had this pain in my back since um, since my preteen. Like I, I think the first time I had a really intense bad back episode, I was 12, maybe 13, like 12 or 13. Um, there's a picture of me when I'm super young, maybe even like 11 or 12. I don't know. I'm really, really, really young. Uh, and I'm wearing like a, like a sports top or something and shorts and it's it's a picture from behind and you can see the crookedness of my spine. Like my left hip is... is uh, it's not as elevated now as it was before, but it's it's more elevated than my right, which has caused this kind of crookedness of my spine. So I have scoliosis. It's not horrible. It was really bad when I was a teenager. But that photo, you can see like, oh, my God, my spine is totally, totally out of whack. Like, it's so crooked. Um, and my back pain started then, I think, because I grew really fast and I, I became really tall really fast and in a short period of time and, and all these things. But I've had that pain since then. And then this pain has traveled. It used to be lower back. It used to be neck. Now mostly, almost all the time, it's upper mid-back, so thoracic spine. And I've been struggling with this. Yeah, if it's since I was 12 years old. I mean, we're, I'm going to be 30 this year. October is the, it's the big month. So, I mean, it's almost 20 years. How insane is that? I've almost had 20 years of of some sort of back pain. And I'm not saying I'm in pain every day, like absolutely not, but this is exactly what happens. I'll be completely pain-free and then I'll kind of feel this sort of tension creeping up and then all of a sudden it says snap and I have pain for a week and it's just totally like my whole life gets put on pause and the pain is so overwhelming and intense. And every time it happens, I'm launched into this questioning of everything like why why does this happen what am I doing wrong in my life what what should I be doing more of what should I be doing less of and I start looking over my day-to-day -day patterns my habits um, my history you know the, my my like my body my anatomy what's wrong what's going on and I have seen yeah, every type of healer on the entire planet. Like there's there's no one that I haven't seen. And I've, you know, I, I go through waves of trying different things. So I'll get really into a specific type of healing and then I'll do that consistently for a while. And I, I'll like, you know, kind of think that it's working 
And then, you know, it just, it just happens again. So I, I, I kind of, like I come back again and again with like, oh my God, this is it. You know, I should do more of this. And then I do more of that. And then inevitably it happens again. And then I'm like, okay, well maybe I should do just less of this. And then I do less of that, but then it happens again. So what's frustrating for me at least is not knowing what works. Like that's for me is the biggest stress because I feel like I'm constantly, I'm doing something wrong right? There's something I should be doing every day that I'm not doing every day, or there is something that I am doing every day that I shouldn't be doing every every day. And if I could just pinpoint what it is, right? What's the factor, this, the deciding factor of this pain that keeps coming back, um, then I could fix it. And, and why am I so obsessed with this? Of course, being in pain sucks, but also not being in control is, is the worst. It's literally what I'm worst at. It's literally my biggest... Um, my biggest thing, you know, control. I'm, I'm a pretty controlling person and uh, being not in control of something that's this big and that affects my life in such a huge way, it's just, it's so frustrating. So again today, you know, I'm, I'm in this space of looking over everything and I'm, I was really thinking about it. Like these past months, I've been in a really good place. Like, like I am in a really good place. It's not like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with so much stress or I'm working too hard or I have like heartache or, you know, um, like I'm being really unhealthy or I'm not taking care of my body. Like, no, none of that is actually true. I'm actually, I'm in a really good place physically, emotionally, like mentally. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a really good spot actually. So I can't really pinpoint, you know, what is it? that I should be doing more or less of. And sometimes I can really find it like, okay, I've been traveling so much, which I know is just not great for my back overall. Maybe that's it. Or I'm in, under a lot of stress and I'm just working too long hours and too much. Maybe that's it. Or, you know, there's something else and maybe that's it. Or, And now I just, I really couldn't arrive at the thing. And it was so frustrating for me that I couldn't even, like, I don't even have anything to blame. I was like, oh, I felt the tension coming and then I did all the right things and I got the massages and I did the body work and I've been meditating and oh my God, you guys, so I'm going to tell you like a little secret that I've been keeping to myself for a while. Um, since I had my very first uh, astrological reading with my astrologer, Deborah, one of the first things she told me, because the element that I lack in my life is the element of water, the, the ability to go with the flow, to release control, to soften, to be gentle, um, to float with life, right? So what I need more of is that gentle nourishment, the ability to restore and relax um, in a way that really works for me. And she was like, you need to just soak in a bathtub every day of your life like that's just that's your medicine you need to make it part of of your daily thing you need to be immersed in water as much as you can because I'm all fire and air um so I, I don't have any any basically water in my chart so she's like you need you need water and you need warm soft gentle clear water and we don't have a bathtub and whenever I mean I've been living in Aruba now it's been eight years We've never had a bathtub here and it's, it's a tropical island, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a actually not a tropical island. It's a desert island, but I mean, it's super warm. It's, we live in the Caribbean. It's not, you know, you wouldn't think that you would want a bathtub here. So they're not super common on the, on the island, but I've been missing one, craving one so much because Aruba is the only place I've ever lived where I haven't had one. And for me, when I, and when I, especially when I lived in Sweden, like taking baths, that was totally a part of my self-care and my self-love routine. 
And the moment Deborah said that, I was like, oh my God, okay, this is it. Like no more excuses. Like I spend, I spend money on stupid stuff all the time. Like this is an investment that I really want to make. And we have a, we have a good sized house here. I mean, we have a, we live, it's three stories. It's, it's a big house. We have five bathrooms in this forking house and every bathroom is so tiny. You can't fit a bathtub in, in either of them. Which to me just makes no sense. Like the, architecturally, this house is, it's the weirdest house that we live in. But we have five tiny, tiny, tiny bathrooms. And we've talked about, you know, how hard is it to put a bathtub in? How expensive would it be? And we've always come to the conclusion, it's just, it's too much work. It's too expensive. Uh, we don't have the money. And I've been trying to do it for the past four years. Like since we moved in here, it's going to be five years soon. And one of the things was to put one in, in the biggest bathroom that we have, even there, we would have to take a wall down and make the bathroom bigger. So it's like major construction work, like so big, so complicated. So we just never did it, you know. And then the moment she said that, and after that reading, I just had this total longing and yearning of, you know, being in a quiet, dark space, soaking in warm water. Like I, my whole body is just craving it, craving it, craving it, like like crazy. So I started doing some research and I went out on the island and I went everywhere to see, okay, where can I get a bathtub? How expensive are they? Like, you know, I'm not actually, if I would just find a bathtub, maybe I find one first and I worry about the location of it later, <laughs> which is nuts. Um, and then we found this, we found this place and they had like a totally affordable bathtub, really gorgeous one, really big. And it was not at all. It was like a quarter of the price that we thought it was going to be. It was not at all expensive. Like we could afford it. Uh, and then I thought, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm just, I'm going to put a bathtub just in the garden. Like, I'm just going to put a bathtub like out on the patio, like in the garden, in the backyard. And I'll just, all I need is like connection to hot water. That's it. It doesn't need to be anything else. I'm just, I'm going to have a tub in the garden. That's it. And then it's just like, this is insane. I'm like, I don't care. This is like, you know, I'll cut down on, on other expenses. I'll make sure that we can afford this. You know, I'm going to figure it out. All I need, I'm going to buy this tub and all I need is just a connection to water. Like I just need a water outlet. I'm going to figure it out. And he was like, okay, you do, you do your thing. So I get our, our, um, uh, our contractor, the guy who built Island Yoga for us, who does like anything, anytime thing, anything related to any type of construction. He's always like the guy that I ask because he's, you know, we know him really well now and we trust him. So I bring him to the house. Um, his name is Dante. He's from Argentina. He's super awesome. And I was like, Hey, okay. Like I'm going to buy this bathtub. Um, and we have this kind of back, like outside of our bedroom, we have this patio area that leads out into the garden, but we never use it for anything. Like we, you know, we used to have a table out there, but we never sat there and now we moved it. So it's pretty much just this dead area where there's nothing and just kind of ugly tiles and, you know, it's, we don't use it for anything. And it's not that far from the bathroom where we're, where we sleep, like our master bathroom. So I was like, okay, Dante, like, I'm going to give you a challenge. I know there's water in the house. Like, you know, I just, I need a water outlet out here. And I'm going to put a tub here. Like, that's it. He's like, what? You're going to, you're going to put a bathtub like outside, like out here. Like, okay. You know, he's like, well, look, I guess we can figure it out. Like we could put, pull like a water pipe, like through the floor. We could pull it up here. And you know, yeah, it wouldn't be that complicated actually. Like it would be like two days of work maximum. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Boom. Done. You know, so we planned the thing. Like I get the tub. That was, that's what was in the box. Anyone who was watching my Instagram stories, I mean, this was like, two months ago maybe a month and a half ago um where there was this guy delivering a ginormous box and he wanted me to carry it and yeah that was a bathtub um but I haven't I haven't sort of like revealed what we created 
um, on Instagram yet because it went so completely out of hand. And let me explain how this went down. So they come to make this like little water, you know, outlet thing to put the tub in. And then they realize, you know, like the tiles around this area, they're super bad, like old and really crappy. And when they start taking just one tile out for this plug or for this uh, tube or pipe or whatever you call it, clearly um, construction and renovations of anything is not my forte. Um, and all the tiles around start breaking. And it's just, it looks really, really, really shitty around. And then Dante is like, you know what? Like you, t- you have this beautiful pool deck. Now you invested so much time and energy and money in this. Don't you want to just get like, it's such a small area. Shouldn't you just get the same tiles that you have on the pool deck? And you just, while we're out here anyway, drilling, shouldn't you just, just put a new deck? Like just put new tiles on the deck. Like it, it's going to make it look so wholesome and so pretty. And it's, it's a really small investment because the area is really small. And we like talk about it and we're like, you know what? We actually had like a couple tiles left over. So it was like a really small, it wasn't that much money at all. We're like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. Let's put like those tiles there too. So then they will look really extra beautiful. And then they start doing that. Right. And then we decide somewhere along the way that where the bathtub was positioned was like right in the view of our one neighbor that we have that can kind of see in to our backyard area. And and then it's just like, are you going to be out here naked every day? <laughs> like, you know, are you going to be here with the baby naked? You're going to be in the bath every day. And then the neighbors can just kind of like, they can just like look right at you. Don't you want to put up like some sort of like wooden, like just like a little fence or something like a little wooden wall or whatever. And then we talk about that. We're like, okay, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that. That also wasn't that expensive. It's like, we just need to get like a little bit of wood. <laughs> We're going to make this, this little like, you know, just to block the view from the neighbors. And then we decided, you know, we might, we might as well like block this whole area in because then it becomes kind of like a room because once we had bought that wood to buy the rest of the wood, wasn't that big a deal. So we make that plan and then they start this construction or this like, you know, tile change or whatever. And as they do that, all the forking tiles in our bedroom, which is like a couple meters away, just start floating off the floor. And I also showed this on Instagram story. It was raining one night and I step into my bedroom and all my tiles were floating. (laughs) So my whole bedroom floor is just floating and there's water seeping into the bedroom. And it's just like, it's a giant disaster. And I'm like, oh my God, this cannot be good. So I called Dante. I'm like, dude, our bedroom tiles are floating there's water everywhere he's like oh god and then he comes the next morning and they're like okay the the people that lived here before they did a really bad job putting in these tiles they're not connected well you're gonna have to like you're not gonna be able to live here you're gonna have to like take all the tiles out and completely redo the floor and we're like oh jesus christ but then they're like you know what we're already out here we have our crew we're putting the tiles out outside just you know pick something really cheap and we'll give you like a really good price we'll discount it and let's just like you know we'll just put new new flooring in your bedroom it's not a big deal we'll do it really it'll be like two or three days of work like maximum and now at this point like we're in deep you know already so you know, we kind of had, it's our bedroom. It's the one bedroom we have next to Looney's. There's nowhere else we can sleep. Like, okay, we're going to need a floor that doesn't float on us, you know, five inches of water. So we have no choice, but okay, we're kind of over budget for what was supposed to be just a tub in the garden, but it is what it is. So we go, we find these tiles and we can try to get the cheapest ones that we can find. And they start putting in the tiles. And of course, not by now we had to move all of our furniture out of the room. And, you know, there's dust everywhere. And what was like one construction guy putting a hole in the floor. And now it's like six guys that are there the whole day. And it takes forever, right? It's not like three days of putting this floor down. It's like a 
lot of work and they're putting up this whole wall outside and you know it's like a whole thing and there's it's just super messy and people everywhere so I start feeling really tense about it like this is not the point like I just I just wanted this one little thing so I could relax and now there's people here every day and I'm trying to urge them to work faster but you know this is like Central America so it's it's not you know just imagine construction in like another country and imagine what it's like here it's very slow so they almost finished this floor and then they're like, okay, so can we just like come in here and look? Like it looks really odd with how this bedroom flooring is merging with the bathroom because the bathroom tiles are really old. I mean, since we're already in here, don't you want to just like have us do the bathroom too? And by now we're like, yeah, okay, fuck it. Yeah, do the bathroom, whatever. And then I sent Dennis out to get tiles and he comes back with like new tiles for the walls, new tiles for the floor, new shower things. And I'm like, dude, like, how are, how are we paying for this? He's like, it's okay. We have credit at the store. And I'm like, are you, are you crazy? What do you mean credit at the store? He's like, well, like they know us since we built Island Yoga. It's like, it's cool. Like we haven't paid for everything yet. And I'm like, dude, like this is, (laughs) this does not sound like a good idea. Like if you have a project like this, you know, we should have budgeted it and then decided, can we afford it first of all? And like, how can we stay within budget? And now this was just it's totally out of hand. So now we have this brand new bedroom with new flooring in the bedroom. Uh, what's going to be like a brand new bathroom that we definitely was not part of any plan because there was nothing wrong with the bathroom that we had. It's just, it wasn't awesome, but it also, there was nothing wrong with it. It was just like an old bathroom that I didn't really care about that much. Now we have like new walls, new flooring. There are these really beautiful Aruban looking tiles. Like it looks really, really pretty. And then, you know, once we put that in, like then is realized like, okay, the shower looks shitty. We need a new one of those, you know, like things start adding up like all the time they just keep adding up and then of course we needed you know they are going to take the sink out of the wall to put the flooring in and as they do that the sink breaks so again we go back to this place we had to buy a new sink and then for outside you know I cannot even like explain how the hilarity of the situation maybe there's people out there I've never done this before like I'm not really like a building renovating type of person I just wanted a bathtub in my garden I wanted a hole in the floor for water so I could put hot water in this tub that I found for cheap and now basically our entire bottom floor of our house is uh like being renovated it is renovated now it's like totally brand new and we are um flat broke for the rest of the year like I I don't really know quite how we're gonna how we're gonna make this work And all of this came just from this longing of wanting to float in water, right? All I wanted was this peace of mind. And it turned out we had three and a half weeks of construction, like all day. They would come early in the morning before the baby had woken up. They would wake the baby up every day and just work, work, work the whole day. Super noisy. Like, of course, all her nap were kind of screwed. I feel like throughout these weeks, she learned really well how to sleep under a lot of noise, which is really good. In the beginning, though, it was totally crappy and and really shitty um and now so now it's over (laughs) and the reason I haven't shared it yet because we have the most amazing like thing ever uh is because Dennis didn't want to take a photo of it until it was finished and for it to be finished it needed plants and that's what he's been doing today he's been out buying plants for what is now this outdoor bathroom um with a tub that I can lie in and watch the moon and the stars it's it's it actually it sounds it sounds so ridiculous when I say it. It's it's literally it's the most magical it's the most magical thing that has ever happened to this house. It's my favorite room of the whole house. We we built this room in the garden though. It's like indoor outdoor, and it's so amazing. You are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl.
Even though Aruba's forecast is fairly constant year-round, I am deep in the process of spring cleaning. My wardrobe is getting downsized, my cupboards are being emptied, and all the rooms of my house are becoming cleaner and brighter. My bedroom especially, and this is thanks to my fresh new bed linens from Parachute. Parachute offers modernly designed bed and bath linens in neutral colors that look good in any room of the house and they're exactly my style. But that's not all. Parachute is obsessed with finding the highest quality fabrics and materials to make their products the comfiest ones around. Even with a baby, as soon as I get curled up in them, I sleep well all night long. And somehow their sheets only get softer every time they are washed. I can sleep even better at night knowing that I've made a conscious choice as well. Parachute has partnered with the United Nations Foundation to donate life-saving malaria bed nets to those in need and our all returns are donated to Habitat for Humanity. It's a way to give back even when asleep. Parachute dreams of a world where everyone spends more time in bed, but you don't have to dream anymore. Try Parachute for yourself and you can turn the perfect night's sleep into your reality. Visit parachutehome.com slash yoga girl for free shipping and returns on Parachute's very comfortable bed linens and bath linens. That's parachutehome.com slash yoga girl for free shipping and returns on Parachute's very comfortable bedding and bath linens. They offer a 60 night trial. So if you don't love it, just send it back. Parachutehome.com slash yoga girl. Um, but I was thinking about it today, how all the things I do, you know, to try to heal my back, like all the things I go through to try to invite space into my life to be whole and to be at peace and to feel relaxed. Like I literally, you know, I'll move mountains to try to create that. Um, you know, I'll have one person tell me like, yeah, a bath, that would be a good idea for you. Um, and all of a sudden we have a month of construction and we're like in debt over this crazy thing that just spun totally out of control that I convinced my husband I totally need to find inner peace and you know and and I started really thinking about that today how much time do I spend working to find inner peace (laughs) can you hear the contrast of just that statement how much time do we as human beings spend stressing out about not relaxing or stressing out about trying to be peaceful or you know how much time do I spend in my life feeling tense about the fact that maybe one day back pain will come back it's just so much work in the outer world so much doing 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 so that we can arrive at this idea of just being when actually I mean it's this is just the truth being is available to us right here right now And it's really easy to get caught up in this idea that, okay, for me to find peace and for me to not have pain in my back, um, I need to construct this reality, this this external idea of, of bliss and of relaxation. So I need a bathtub and for that to come along, you know, I need this room and I need these plants and then, you know, I need this perfect house and maybe I need these perfect working hours and I need the baby to sleep these hours and I need, I need to control everything so that I can set myself up so that you know, I have this vision in my mind of this future me who's very much at peace and very relaxed and very meditative and just kind of floats on this 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 wave of bliss all the time. And it's just not real. <laughs> and it's like kind of sucks to say. I mean, okay, there's definitely there's definitely a balance there between the self-care that we give ourselves every day. And I have to say, over the past month, I mean, I'm in this bathtub every single day okay wait it hasn't been a month it's been maybe two weeks of of the tub since it's been ready I am in the bathtub every single day like I end every day no matter what you know I'm in the tub 
And what I find is it's not just like soaking in the water, like, like that's the thing, but from the moment that I turn the water on to take a bath, it becomes like a ritual, right? So it takes like 30 minutes to fill the tub um, and I put out my things. I like candles and I put out the towel and I put Epsom salts and lavender oils in there, like some sort of like hippie organic bath bomb that I have. Like I make a thing of it, right? Then I'll put like a little face mask and a body scrub. Like I make like a little spa moment, like one of those things that I'm always trying to um, fine. Like I'll go on a spa day and I just hate it, you know, but like the time it takes for me to set this up in my house is also meditative. I swear to God, it really is. It's actually, you know, it's space when I'm, I'm not on my phone. I'm not by my computer. I'm not thinking or talking about work. I'm just setting up the bath. So the 30 minutes it takes for me to set it up becomes part of the ritual of actually taking the bath. Right. And then I'm in the bath and I think I can spend maybe, maybe half an hour in there. Um, I can't be in there forever. Like I'm not one of those people that can just soak and soak and soak and soak. Like I can spend 30 minutes in there breathing or I listen to, to Ram Dass, of course, or to some just gentle music. And, you know, the baby comes in the bathroom with me. We bath in the afternoon sometimes. It's awesome. She loves it so much. I mean, she's a total water baby. Um, it's big enough to fit Dennis. Like it's it's this totally beautiful thing. So I really appreciate it. It's definitely, it's worthwhile, like the work and the money and and all of the mess that it came with. But is it a requirement for me to find peace? Is it a requirement for me to feel whole and for me to relax? No, <laughs> no, of course not. And if we fill our lives with the idea of all of these requirements, like we see all the hurdles or the checklist that we have to check off every day for us to arrive at that moment of peace, it's never going to come. Right, we're going to get so caught up in the idea of finding or working our way to peace that you know we never actually get there. And I think realizing that it's available to us right now, it's not later when I'm in the tub with a glass of wine under the moon, <laughs> you know, in this reality that maybe, you know, for many people, like maybe it will never come. Maybe my idea of bliss is something that's so far in the future. Maybe I have to I have to do yoga every day for years so that my body is really soft and flexible or so that I'm really strong or I have to lose weight or I need money to build something or to get a bigger house or, you know, we can put that endless, that to-do list can become endless or the things we want to check off so that we can be happy and be fulfilled. Maybe it's just, it stays as this continuous idea of something that may or may not arrive then, um, but it's never now, right? We have to do all this work and check all these boxes to get there. But what if, and this was the thing that happened to me today when I'm now in this immense pain and I'm so frustrated. What if I can find peace and I can relax even today, <laughs> right? Even right now. And the pain, oh my God, you guys, the pain, I, uh, it's, it's, it's so overwhelming. It's so intense uh, and it's gotten worse throughout the day and I'm icing it. It's not helping. I took ibuprofen. It's not helping. Uh, and it's gone from just being kind of between my shoulder blades to now it's like shooting up in these electrical surges of pain all up my neck, up my head, behind my ears. It's in my face. Like I move my head and you know, I'm just speaking right now. Like I can feel the pain right now. It's, it's completely overwhelming. What if even with this pain and even with feeling paralyzed and not being able to do any of the things that are on this list for me to find peace? You know, I can't do yoga, can't roll out my mat, can't even pick my baby up, can't even like hug my baby without being in pain. Um, can't even, you know, and for me, a big part of relaxing is getting things done. I like to work 
uh, and exhaust myself and then I can relax. I can't do any of that. I'm just sitting here in this pain when shoulders are like shot up by my ears. I can't, you know, I'm just this ball of tension right now. What if even in that I could find peace? What if that's the lesson that the universe is trying to bring me with this pain coming my way? every three months? What if it has absolutely nothing or very, very little to do with the amount of yoga I do or do not do? What if it has nothing to do with what I eat or how I move or, you know, how hard I work or stress or posture or alignment or any, what if all of that is just kind of, you know, it's scratching at the surface at this, at this big thing where none of it in the end of the day actually matters at all. And I'm so busy trying to figure out the why, getting really caught up in, you know, I mean, I've spent years of my life dissecting the chaturanga, <laughs> chaturanga dandasana, for instance, um, years, years of my life. I mean, I've been, th- I mean, through back and forth, I've turned this pose inside out. I've had, um, you know, like a whole year of my life where I basically didn't practice it at all. That didn't help either. Um, I've changed my alignment. I dropped my knees. I fixed this. You know, I've been really into like, the drawing in of the ribs right now, knitting into center, merging front body to back body. Um, I've tried, you know, like chaturanga isn't it. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. Because for a long time I thought, okay, like maybe I'm, my chaturanga isn't good enough or it's not perfect enough or well aligned enough for the tension that I'm carrying in my upper back. Maybe that's it. It's not it. You know, I've gone through times where I have done no yoga. That just does not, you know, makes it worse. Um, I've gone through much more time where I do yoga every day and I'm really intense about it. That also doesn't work. What about restorative yoga or just yin? Also doesn't work, you know? (laughs) And when I get really consistent massages, once a week I get a really good deep tissue massage. Doesn't work. What if I do more healing work and energetic stuff? Doesn't work, right? Maybe all of it, it works on some level, but it doesn't, I mean, it works in ways that, yes, self-care and um, getting into the, the patterns that I hold. Like, of course, all of that is super important for my overall well-being. But in terms of keeping this snapping of my back, like this overwhelming, paralyzing pain from showing up a couple times a year, so far in my 29 years of living, nothing has kept that from happening yet. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. When I think of self-care, I don't only think of yoga. I also think about mindful eating. Every aspect of my life, from my yoga practice to my parenting routine, is enhanced when I'm eating nourishing, healthy meals. But the shopping, food preparation, and planning required to eat right is so hard to maintain on top of a busy lifestyle. I'm sure you know the feeling of having too much on your plate while not having enough nutritious food actually on your plate. Well, now you can eliminate all the excuses and get quick, wholesome meals on your table with Sunbasket. Sunbasket delivers healthy, delicious meals prep kits with organic produce and clean sustainable ingredients right to your door so you can completely skip the grocery store madness. All the ingredients are pre-measured and the step-by-step instructions provided make food prepping a distant memory. Your healthy and delicious meal is on the table in 30 minutes. No experience in the kitchen required. Now there are more options than ever. Go to the Sunbasket app and pick from 18 weekly recipes. Whatever your dietary needs are, Sunbasket is there for you with vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten-free and other meal options. Sunbasket Basket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh produce. Each order is created by award-winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. See how easy it is to make mindful eating a priority and get healthy, clean meals on your table with Sunbasket. There is something for every health journey and every busy lifestyle. Go to sunbasket.com yoga today to learn more and to get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com yoga for $35 off. sunbasket.com yoga. 
when I got to the chiropractor this morning, and of course I'm totally bummed and I'm like low and yet again I feel like I failed somehow. You know, if I was a better yoga girl, that's the idea that I have. If I like, if I was better at something, like yoga should be the answer for everything. It's not. It's not. It's helped with my back pain a lot. Most of the time I'm completely pain free. But with this thing that happens every three, four months, I'm not able to figure out what I need more or less of. And maybe yoga isn't the culprit or the answer, right? So this morning as I'm driving to the chiropractor, I'm all pissed. I'm all tired. I'm frustrated. I'm feeling like a failure. And of course, because I'm tense, like, I'm, you know, I'm tense about everything, uh, little things start happening around me. <laughs> As we all know, like what we bring out into the world is reflected back at us. And I find for me, it's immediate. So if I wake up and I'm in a good place, like I just, everything kind of falls into place for me throughout the rest of the day. And if I wake up and like this morning, it's just shit. I mean, immediately. And the first person to reflect shit back my, my way is my husband. <laughs> He's very sensitive to um, he's very sensitive to energy. He's very sensitive to my tension. Uh, if I'm having a bad day, you know, he, he picks it up like, immediately, like a sponge. Um, so this morning, you know, I, we 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 get out of bed, and he knows I'm in pain. So he gives me this whole massage and brings out the cream, and he's actually super kind about it. Like he knows how hard it is for me. Do I say thank you? No. Am I grateful? Not really. <laughs> Am I being extra kind to him for giving me this this care? No, 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 no. I'm just like, you know, like all self-absorbed and poor me and all this shit I was supposed to do today. And how long is this going to last? And tomorrow he flies to Florida for an Ironman. So I'm going to be alone with the baby uh, until Monday. And I've never been alone with her for like consecutive days before, which is sort of weird. And I have friends who are single moms who do this alone every day of their lives. I have never done that. So I feel really, you know, a little overwhelmed and a little nervous. And um, when he said he, he wanted to go, I was really excited about it. I was like, yes, that's awesome. Super awesome. You know, she's the easiest baby. No problem. But now, of course, I'm all nervous about it. And then this happens the day before he leaves. So right now I can't pick her up. I can't hold her. Um, how am I going to make it through these four days? Just, you know, alone with the baby. I'm all freaked out about that. So I become completely self-absorbed and then I come out into the kitchen and because we had this bad night with the baby, she was up a lot. I ended up falling asleep in her room because uh, she just, she wouldn't sleep if, 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 whenever, if we left the room, she just lost it. So I just stayed by her crib until she fell asleep and then I fell asleep in there. And when I finally come out, like I've been in the baby's room for like three hours or two hours, I just ask him, hey, did you bring all the food back in the kitchen? And uh, yeah, like I cooked a lot and I, oh, I hate food waste. Like I'm really into, you know, like getting through our fridge and our pantry and I'm really trying to minimize our food waste because we normally have a lot of it and he was like yes yes I put everything away everything is great don't worry let's just sleep you know it's been a rough night and I get out into the kitchen this morning and it's a ginormous forking mess and I don't understand what it is about him that like the dishwasher is completely empty like it's just an empty space it's a machine that we have that washes our dishes <laughs> how hard is it to just put the dirty dishes in the dishwasher so the machine can do the work for you. For my husband, this is very, very hard. <laughs> very hard. Almost, it's basically as hard as just putting your dirty laundry in the laundry basket. It's always on the floor surrounding in the general area of the laundry basket. Like five times a day, I pick up to pick up his dirty clothes from the floor, like a foot away from the laundry basket. I'm like, how hard is it just to put it in there? Like just keeping things tidy and neat. It's as hard as putting dirty dishes in the dishwasher. And we kind of sort of have like mini arguments about this all the time because it's so annoying to me. But I come outside 
expecting that things were kind of clean because he said yesterday yeah yeah he did it because I was with the baby and it's a huge mess and there's food everywhere and um, you know he kind of left plates with food on them so everything has merged with the plate and now of course you have to like hand wash it because if you put it in the dishwasher it's not going to be clean and it's like all this work it would have taken five minutes the night before like it's so easy to do and you wake up to a clean kitchen so you can cook breakfast and just sit down and enjoy but no now I have to like clean the whole kitchen Um, and of course I'm in pain so I'm like I snap at him and I'm like dude you like clean this shit up now like I cooked dinner for you yesterday I was in the baby's room all night you clean you know so he does it and he's grumpy of course because who likes to wake up in the morning and like you know have a grumpy wife and then now he's doing dishes which he hates to do uh so we're like kind of snappy with each other a little bit in the morning and then I get this chiropractor appointment I'm like you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna go take it and hopefully it will help you know, sorry, I snapped. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just go. And I'm like, oh, I got to brush my teeth. So I go to the bedroom, I go to brush my teeth in our new beautiful bathroom, FYI. Um, and there's no water. Like I turn on the faucet and nothing's coming out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I go in the kitchen, there's no water. I go in the other bathroom. I'm like, what's happening? And I'm like, Dennis, we have no water. And he's like, uh, yeah, I didn't pay the water bill. <laughs> And I'm like, what? What do you mean you didn't pay the water bill? Yesterday, like literally the day before, we had our two assistants at the house. And I asked, uh, you know, Dennis, do you need any help with anything? Is there anything lingering? Do you have any bills? I asked that question. Are there any bills? Because he's in charge of paying the bills. That's just like, that's his area. I have my areas. He has his areas every month. I said, do you need any help with it? Because we have two assistants one who's like present with us like a lot in the personal stuff and one who does helps more with administrative stuff but they're both here right now you're leaving do you need help you know like if anything needs to be done or get paid just do you need help he says no 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 no. everything's under control I need nothing everything's good and then this morning they turn our water off because he hasn't paid the water bill in three months (laughs) and I don't understand like I can't understand the level of procrastination that it takes you know like if this was my task for me this is so easy Like, you know, if it wasn't done on the month, it was supposed to happen. Like, it would be on my mind every day. And if I'm too overwhelmed or too busy, I would delegate or I would ask for help. Like, hey, if someone going to the general area, can someone help? Or you take this off my plate so I can go do that. Or I would at the very least mention, oh, like, remind me to pay this bill because it's important, right? It's important that we have water in our fucking house. No, he says nothing. He procrastinates. They have sent, you know, notices to his phone. He ignores it, ignores it, ignores it until they, like, make the effort to drive over to our house and shut the water off with, like, this master key. (laughs) You know, so, of course, I get super pissed And I'm like, dude, like, why? Like, we don't have to live this way. Like, we don't have to live like this. Because it happens several times a year that they either shut our electricity off or our water off because he procrastinates paying the bills. And now, this wasn't the case a couple years ago. Now, like, recently arrived in Aruba, you can pay some of your bills online. Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, Aruba hasn't really had any sort of online um, banking or payment system that works. But now, you know, you can't, at least your water and your electricity bill, I know now since like a year or whatever back, you can pay it online, but you have to make the effort and go to the bank and set it up, which just sucks. You can't do it online. You have to like go to a place to set it up so that the online stuff works. And then it hasn't done that. Anyway, so as I leave, I'm like all flustered and I'm upset with him and my back and we have no water. I couldn't brush my teeth. I had to go to the chiropractor without brushing my teeth, like gross. Anyway, so I get there <laughs> and this Cairo guy, like he's just, he's like a normal Aruban dude. And people ask like, is he like amazing chiropractor? Like, I don't know. You know, like I don't, it's not like he's this amazing healer that I go to all the time. Like, no, he's like the one Cairo on the island that is like educated. Um, that's it. 
So he cracks my back. It's a very basic thing. Um, I don't know if it's amazing, but it's not horrible, right? He's just, he's like a guy. I don't know him very well. Um, anyway, but I, I end up going there often because I have pain. And I actually had an appointment to go today because I've had this feeling of like tension coming, you know, and I was there a month ago. So really recent. Uh, and then today, you know, before I had a t- chance to go, this happened. So I get there and he's like, whoa, like, how, how are you doing today? And I'm like, yeah, it's not good. He says, huh, tell me what happened. And I kind of just share. And of course, for me, it's the big story. And I think anyone with pain, it becomes like the story of where exactly is your pain coming from? And what did you do to prevent it? And how long has it been there? And how often does it reoccur? So I launch into the story of like, yeah, and you know, and then this happened and then this happened. He's like, okay, shh, just, shh, just be quiet, <laughs> lie down. And they have this kind of aqua it's like a water bed. I don't know exactly what it's called. It's like aqua thermal something. It's like a water bed, but it shoots hot water surges up your back when you lie on it. So like you, he presses a button and then he leaves me for half an hour and I'm lying on this water bed and it feels really good. <laughs> but that's, I don't know what, what it does. It's supposed to relax you, I think. I don't know what it does. Anyway, I'm lying on the thing. Um, and normally if I'm there, you know, I would, okay, I, like I'm rubbing my phone. It's 30 minutes of lying in this kind of sterile room on a water bed that shakes <laughs> so I'll listen to like a podcast or like a Ram Das lecture or something but now I'm super tense and I'm not at all paying attention to what's happening in the moment I'm not at all you know I'm upset with Dennis so I'm lying on the bed with my phone texting like not not good you know texting instead of focusing on relaxing and softening and kind of you know trying to just be here. Uh, I'm texting with Dennis because I'm pissed about the water. And then I'm texting with Jess, with our assistant, to see can she cover her shift at Island Yoga so she can come take care of the baby so he can go pay the bill. And I'm micromanaging him and I'm like setting up his day. And I'm being like bitchy Rachel and controlling Rachel and, you know, Rachel that's annoyed and Rachel that where nothing works in Rachel's life. Like I'm being this version of myself that I really don't enjoy being actually. And she shows up when I'm flustered or frustrated or in pain or under pressure. Um, So I'm like, I'm lying there on my phone. And then at the very, very end of that session, I'm like, it's 30 minutes lying on that thing. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm texting lying on this thing. I've never done that before. So I'm like, okay, God, like I find my little Ram Dass thing that I'm so obsessed with. And I put the phone down and I just listen to him speaking for like maybe five minutes or 10 minutes. And immediately, it's so immediate. It's so interesting how the moment I stop with the, with the doing and with the anger and da, 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 and I just shift my channel to something else. Like I just shift the frequency. It's like turning a dial on the radio. Like I shift from this track to this track and everything just shifts like my whole center like I just I just need to hear like one or two sentences of truth I just need it's so little that the nudge I need in that moment of total tension to return back it's minor but if I don't get it I'll spin totally out of control (laughs) like I'll 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 become like a ball of tension and bitchiness and then if I'm if I don't watch myself you know I'll create all these like I'll become like Hurricane Rachel. And, you know, if I'm not careful, like if I'll open my computer and I'm in, in my Hurricane Rachel mode, um, like everyone that works with me will get like a pissy email about something I'm unhappy about, for instance. Or if I go to the studio and I'm like in Hurricane Rachel mode, like I'll find flaws everywhere and I'll find like a dirty dish somewhere or I'll, I'll get served the wrong food and I'm like, I'm all upset about all these things, you know. And it's just, I enter this frequency of nothing working instead of remaining in the frequency where I actually reside, like the frequency that's true in my life, which is everything works. Everything is easy. I'm at ease. 
like finding a space of, of feeling at peace and feeling whole. It doesn't require three and a half weeks of construction and going into debt for you to have a bathtub and to build an outdoor insane bathroom. Like frequency of peace and oneness is available to me right here, right now. That's the now, right? But in my mind, I get so caught up in these stories of what's not working and I, I can live on this other frequency where everything gets super, super, super tense. So I'm lying on this thermo massage bed and I just, I'm able to have that shift, right? Just so easy. Just like my little rom, like he just shifts me and I feel myself like melting into the bed. And I realize a lot of the tension that I'm feeling is of course tension um, from fear of how long is this pain going to last, from frustration, from, you know, being paralyzed, not being able to move, from being angry with Dennis. Like a lot of these things I can actually control. Yes, there was a snap in my back. There's like a physical anatomical thing that has happened where my nerves are pinched and it sucks and it hurts, but it's not all of the pain. Not all of the pain comes from that thing a lot of it I'm actually creating myself by remaining with the idea of the story of frustration of anger of of not being here now of not being present in my body of being in my mind and in the thoughts of all the things that aren't going my way but as soon as I drop back into the body like things start happening <laughs> so first of all like I relax I actually sense like oh I can drop my shoulders a little lower like if I you know I'm actually mindful about what this feels like. And there is a way for me to live in that pain, in the tension and the pain of the moment, and still be at peace. And I find it for just a brief couple minutes, like lying on that weird table today, listening to Ramdas speak, where I'm like, oh my God, okay. Like peace is available to me, not just when I've ticked off all the boxes, not, you know, 11 p.m. when there's a full moon and I have a glass of wine in the bathtub. Peace is available to me now when I'm fighting with Dennis, when I'm in physical pain, when I can't work, when nothing goes my way, seemingly, seemingly, right? It's available to me right now. And then I get, just, I get to take a really deep breath and I just have this total, you know, brief merging, merging in the now, like a moment of just me being right here. And then everything is fine. Everything is good again. And then the guy comes, the chiropractor guy comes and he's like, okay, let me get you out of here, uh, like off this bed. Let's go over to the treatment room. And he tells me to lie down. And, uh, you know, he kind of does this very like slight, like kind of gentle manipulation of, of my spine. And I just feel this, like there's this crack there and I'm like, oh God, it hurts so bad. And he's like, damn, like you have so much tension here. Holy moly. And I said, yeah, and I don't know what to do about it. Like I'm, and I almost start crying. I'm like, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know how to change it, how to get rid of it. And he just stops me. He's like, well, what were you supposed to do? Not pick your baby up? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, you couldn't have avoided this. He's like, you couldn't have, you couldn't have structured your life in this perfect way for this not to have happened. He's like, you're not God. What were you supposed to do? Not pick your baby up. It's like, that's, that's ridiculous. You have, you have to carry your baby. You have to pick your baby up. Life happens. Like you couldn't have prevented this. This, it just is what it is. And he's just, he's just the regular guy, right? Like he's just the guy that I encounter on my path, but he's like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, stop freaking out about it. Stop. And it just was kind of like this brick in the head of, damn, man, <laughs> it just is what it is. If, if, if that was, you know, if that's just it, it, it just is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. So today, instead of waking up and then, you know, realizing, ah, oh, pain is here today interesting 
That's what it is. Right now there's pain. Does it mean that it's the end of the world? Does it mean that it's the end of the ability for me to manifest a good day? Does it mean that, you know, does it have to mean this tornado or that hurricane Rachel has to show up out of tension? Or can I just sit with the knowing or with the realization of, ah, pain is here today. That's what it is right now. It is what it is. Is it going to be this the way this way in an hour? Is it going to be like this in a week? I don't know. Do I have to worry about that right now? Is there a way for me to just be here in the isness of the moment? Just being, not doing, not, you know, being frustrated, not going into my mind with all the panic of all the things that don't work. Is there a way for me to just be even when there's pain? Yes. That's a fundamental truth. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I can't be the only one who spends hours on Pinterest envisioning my dream home. But did you know you can easily take it one step further? That's right. If you want Pinterest perfect rooms, there is a way to actually do it. Whether it's your bedroom, your bathroom, kitchen, or living room, get the vision out of your head and into your home with Havenly. Havenly makes it as easy as one, two, three to design that perfect space. They've already completed tens of thousands of beautiful designs with any budget, big or small. Starting at just $79 per room, you can do it too. Your first step is to take a free style quiz that pairs you with a designer that vibes your unique style. And since Havenly has over 100 real professional interior designers on their team, your match is already waiting for you. Next, you share your floor plan and room dimensions with your designer by filling out your room profile. They will quickly come back to you with an initial set of ideas designed the living space of your dreams. It's as easy as that. Havenly does all the work for you. Incorporate pieces you already own and love or buy new items directly through Havenly's platform with access to hundreds of retailers and guaranteed best prices for all of my listeners within the U.S. Your ordering concierge will purchase all of your pieces and keep a close eye on your orders to ensure everything gets to you with no hassle. Your happiness is 100% guaranteed because everyone deserves a beautiful living space. Turn your Pinterest board into reality today. Try Havenly right now by visiting havenly.com slash yoga girl and get 25% off of your design package. That's H-A-V-E-N-L-Y dot com slash yoga girl for 25% off of your design package. Havenly.com slash yoga girl and what the Cairo said you know that that one sentence of like well what were you gonna do are you not gonna pick your baby up no of course not is there a scenario in my life where I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is not pick up my joyful laughing smiling bundle of joy of a baby that comes running to me to be picked up and wants to cuddle with me in bed like is there a scenario where I wouldn't have picked her up like of course not. I do that every day. You know, I pick my baby up like a thousand times a day. I'm always going to do that. There's not a scenario where I don't want to do that, right? I couldn't have orchestrated this day or this morning or this moment or this pain away. It's just, and that's sort of a relief. What if it's not my control? What if it's not in my control? What if it's, you know, what if it's not any of the things that I'm trying to do? to fix it or to do less of or to do more of what if it's not up to me oh my god just speaking those words what if it's not up to me whether or not this pain comes or goes whether or not this pain shows up whether or not this pain is here to stay or if it's brief whether it's intense or light whether it's it is or it isn't what if it's not up to me (laughs) i'm gonna cry now again on the podcast because the feeling that I feel within my body of just complete relief speaking the simple words of 
what if it's not up to me? I think, honestly, you guys, my body longs for those words every day of my entire damn life. What if it's not up to me? What if it's not up to me? Not just the pain that may or may not come or go, but like, what if it's not up to me? You know, who lives, who dies? <laughs> That's also something that I that I struggle with a lot, trying to control in my life. Like last week, I had my mom on the podcast. Uh, we were able to have a really, you know, what I think was a really beautiful, neutral, like mature um, I was able to ask like really objective questions. We had a really mature conversation about the fact that my mom is suicidal or has been. It's very hard to know. Is, is is she still suicidal? Will she try to commit suicide again? Will I lose my mom? Will she live? Will she die? You know, it, that's for me is the eternal, it's my eternal question that I've asked myself since I was five. Like, is my mom going to be here or not? What if it's not up to me? The amount of time I spend trying to control, making sure that she's happy and content it's overwhelming and it's draining and it's it's so intense. And I've kind of transferred that fear onto Lea Luna. And it's part of this shift, part of what brought me this bathtub. <laughs> part of what brought me brought me all the healing that I've had over the past month. Um, being able to release a lot of the fear that I feel uh, about my baby's safety. Uh, part of that has been, you know, letting go, knowing that I am not in control. At the end of the day, you know, she has her own angels. Like I don't decide who lives or who dies. And the more I obsess over it, you know, I'm not doing anything other than creating more attention and more fear into my own life. So what if it's not up to me? What if it's not up to any of us? What if we could find that really beautiful balance of doing the day-to-day things that we need to bring ourselves the level of self-love and self-care that we need to to feel good, right? To feel good. That's it. We need to do the yoga. We need to soak in the bathtubs. We need to eat the good foods. We need to also maybe drink the wine and eat the desserts. We need to not, you know, be under too much pressure or stress, not feel too much guilt. What if, you know, we do all those things, but what if we also know that ultimately at the end of the day, it isn't up to us, right? There's There's a level of... There's a channel of frequency that we can control. Yeah, the self-care that's super important every single day. For me now, the bath, it's like, oh my God, it's everything. It's so worth it. But what if this pain, maybe it's just going to be here. Every three or four months, it's just, it comes or it doesn't or 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 it shows up. If it's here, it's here, right? And what if it isn't up to me at the end of the day, this massive pain comes or goes or if it's here or not? Maybe that just happens because it's part of my dharma, right? It's part of my path. It's part of my purpose in life to sit with that pain and to transmute it and to also have these realizations of I cannot control everything. And what a relief to not be so preoccupied and trying to make sure that I keep my back, you know, (laughs) super protected and, you know, with this perfect amount of flexibility and strength and I do the right things the right way and all my alignment and this and this and that. What if I could just kind of be and ease up a little bit there? Um, and do what I need to do for my self-care every day, but not feel like I am God, you know, like everything is up to me. Like I am the one controlling everything. Like if this pain comes, it's because of me. Hmm. Wouldn't that be a really, really nice way to live life? Like what if we could find a way to let go of that control a little bit more? You know, the art of letting go, it's so challenging and it's so crucial. So, so, so crucial. I had a teacher once um, that showed me, so if you pick up a rock and you, you hold the rock and you hold it in your fist and you hold it fingers up so the top of your hand is facing down so you can kind of like, you know, the rock is in there beneath your fingers, you're holding it. And then my teacher goes, let it go. 
open your fist. And he opened my fist, like, let it go, letting go of the rock. And then he says, interesting, it's still there. (laughs) And I'm like, huh? And he's like, okay, close your fist again and then turn your hand around. So top of your hand facing the sky, fingers facing down. I'm still holding the rock. I'm holding it in the same way. And he's like, now let it go. Open your fist. And the rock drops on the floor. What if it's just a shift of perspective, right? Like we can hold on, (laughs) we can let go and nothing happens. The idea of holding on or letting go, it's too abstract. Maybe it's not so much about the doing, maybe the action is the same, but the perspective or the frequency we live on is just different. You know, sometimes we have to just completely turn things around. And maybe for me, it's more about you know, of course, continuing the things that I do every day for self-care, but maybe it's what's even more important than that is the level of frequency I reside in. Because I can do all that stuff. I can sit in my damn bathtub. <laughs> I can sit in my tub every day and still focus on work. I can sit in my tub and I can, you know, think of all the things I have to do in my day-to-day life. I can think of all that my big long to-do list, all the stuff I need to get done, the work I have to do. I can obsess over things. I can stress over things. The only difference is I'm doing it and I'm wet, (laughs) right? So I might as well be in front of my computer doing those things. You know, if I'm in the tub, I can have this idea that I'm relaxing. But if I'm still very, very caught up in my mind and in the day-to-day stress, it's not really, nothing's really happening, right? I'm just doing all the same things, but I'm sitting in a bathtub. It's nothing different. You know, what if we have to actually reside on that frequency of it's not up to us? I have to let go of some of that control and find the shift that I was able to find today on that weird massage table, you know, listening to Ram Das, have one sentence of truth spoken and just shift my frequency from stress to being right here. That's it. And when I'm right here and I'm in the tub, like, oh, you know, 20 minutes of soaking in a bathtub, being present, being right here right now restores me enough that I can, you know, I can go a whole week of super intense work, host a retreat, kick ass, manifest the most insane stuff. And I never feel tired. I never feel depleted. It's enough for me, the replenishment, you know, I don't need that much of it all the time. I don't need hours and hours and hours of meditation. You know, it's really, I think, restoring ourselves and replenishing ourselves. It's easy if we do it right, if we do it on the right frequency. (sighs) What if it isn't up to me? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to, I want to leave you with that knowing you know, in your own life, what are you holding on to right now? Or what have you, are you obsessing over? What's your issue, your problem, your tension, your pain? What is it? It's going to be different than mine. It's going to be manifested differently than mine, of course. All of our life stories, life situations, they look very different. But at the end of the day, maybe the solution is the same, right? Where is there holding on in your life where you can switch and drop back into that frequency of truly being present in the now, Is there a way you can stop obsessing over the problem and just drop into the isness of the moment? Like me right now. I'm talking to you. I'm holding this microphone. And if I close my eyes, you know, I can feel my breath. I can feel, I can feel this pain and it's kind of going up. It's a little more intense on the left side than the right. It's going up my spine. It's going up my neck. But I can still feel my heart beating. I can still feel my body. I can still be here. I can be present in that pain right now, right here. And I don't have to do anything about it. I can just let it be. Hmm. 
interesting. <laughs> Isn't it interesting, this practice of, of life? Yeah. And who knows, maybe in 15 minutes, I'm back into that frustrated place. So it's a reminder, right? It's why it's called a practice, because we're never finished. We bring ourselves back again and again and again and again and again. Thank you for holding space for me this week. I look forward to sharing um, where this pain takes me. But for right now, I'm, I'm really okay being here with what already is. And I will see you in the now again next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Parachute, Sunbasket, and Havenly. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.